0: One of the things that I've, I've learned is to think out of the box. Mm-hmm. And in, in doing that, and investing in real estate is a con- continuous process. I mean, you, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. You, you make adjustments along the way and, and you keep moving. But I, I think the, the biggest thing I've learned is just think out of the box. Hey, it's Matt. And this is Pass the Secret Sauce. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Pass the Secret Sauce. Today, we have Eddie Friel, who is a longtime real estate investor. He actually started in July of 1982. He was using the Burr strategy. He actually used to call it the cookie cutter method, which if you're not familiar with with Burr, it's a bigger pockets term that I think it's buy where you buy the property, you fix it up, you rent it out, and then you essentially repeat that that process over and over again. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So Eddie actually built quite a portfolio for himself in the Cincinnati market, uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. And he was able to build his team where essentially people were taking care of the properties for him that allowed and that allowed him to be able to move down to the Atlanta market so Eddie's since scaled back a little bit on the the investment properties he still does manage his properties remotely from uh, again the properties are in Cincinnati he's down in Atlanta the next path Eddie is taking is to create a book and a program which basically explains his methods and his philosophies that he's, that he used over all of these years of, of investing. So uh, that should be absolutely really, really interesting. Again, Eddie's been there, done that. He's been doing this for many, many years. So he has a great deal of experience. So it's not out yet. The program's not out yet. We actually just get to talk about that right at the end of the show today, but can't wait to to be able to hear what Eddie comes up with and what his program uh, looks like. So we will certainly let everyone know once Eddie goes live with his program. And with that, I hope you enjoy today's episode of Pass the Secrets us
1: well, growing up as a child well originally i'm from john's island south carolina that's john's island is on the outskirts of charleston south carolina so I, I we grew up poor we didn't have a lot of money but but
2: we 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 were rich when it came to a lot of other things mm-hmm. i mean we we
1: never uh, we had clothes on our backs no problem we had always had food to eat and everything, but neither one of my parents had finished high school, so they, they did the best that they could do, and they made sure that because and for whatever reason they didn't finish high school, that we were definitely going to go get our an education and, and the best that we could get.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. And did you have brothers and sisters as well? Yes, I got uh, three brothers and and three sisters. Oh, my oldest brother, uh, he died last. November. Oh, sorry uh, to hear we that. Were veterans of the army. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, we we had a we have a,
1: a, a still a close knit family. Both parents are, are passed on now, and and I'm even though I'm not the oldest, I'm more of the the matriarch of, of the family. And and when when something happens or or they if, if they got a question about something, then they generally come to me.
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: um, great. great. But, but but we we have a, a pretty close knit family.
0: That's cool. That's great. Now, did you obviously, you know, sort of later on, you've you obviously have uh, developed an entrepreneurial spirit. Did you have any businesses or anything that you started doing when you were growing up at all? Were you the one who was going around doing chores or trying to sell something or anything like that?
1: Um, Yes, I I would go around cutting cutting grass. I used to sell. They they used to have this company.
2: Where you can sell like Christmas cards and mm-hmm. and seeds, packs of
1: seeds actually. So I so I got involved in that. But I was I was always looking to make money. I mean, because and like I said, even though we didn't have money, we never
2: wanted to anything either. Mm-hmm. But I but I thought what I wanted to do is to
1: is to do all that I could do to, to ease the load on my parents.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. So you wanted to be able to give back to them as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. So, so what happened next? So, so you, graduated, uh, you graduated high school, and what, what was your next move?
1: Graduated high school, and I went to Tuskegee University. That's in, in Tuskegee, Alabama. And at Tuskegee University, I
2: majored in mechanical engineering. So mm-hmm. I do have a Bachelor of Science in Mechanical Engineering graduated in May of 77. And
1: after that, I we went to work for Procter & Gamble, one of the better companies in this country, um, mm-hmm. maybe maybe the world. <laughs> and, and Procter & Gamble hired me as a, a process engineer. So I was involved in and in, in projects. And because of me being hired as a process engineer, and I was on this project, and even though I was the, the youngest guy on the project, I had responsibilities. I was the lead on a lot of, uh, on that, on a certain portions of the project. But then, of course, I had um, support from, from other folks, like maybe a, a civil
2: engineer, or an electrician, or, mm-hmm. or somebody doing software, or
1: whatever. But, but the, the neat thing about it, and what I like about it is, is I, ha- I had the last say so, in, in what they were doing. Now, I may have had a, Electrical engineer that maybe have been with the company 10 years, but me being with the company maybe a few months, I still had the overall responsibility to say
2: yay or nay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that, that that was was
1: great because it showed the, the amount of responsibility that, that a com, company like Procter & Gamble would give to you coming in. But, you know, they, they, they vetted me for a while because they started coming down the Tuskegee, my third year there, and the engineering program was five years. So just about every semester, they would come down and talk with me, and maybe take me out to dinner or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they so they vetted me, yeah. And, and they it saw the things I was doing, and and grades, and, and what have you, and and it was an easy pick during
0: graduation that they made me an offer to to come with the company. That's great. That's great. What uh? What types of projects were you working on for Procter and Gamble back then? And we're talking talking seventy seven. Okay, nineteen seventy
1: seven. Back then was a Bowl Three. Bowl Three was a a detergent, and I don't. I'm not sure whether they still have Bowl now, but I know they have Tide. Yeah, Tide is the number one product out there for detergent. But this particular detergent, it did everything in one. It was a cleaner and it had a fabric softener. And, and all of that, all in one, that was the first of its kind where all you had to do was put that in, put that detergent in, and you, up, you didn't have to worry about going back to put in a fabric software like a downy or, or, or stuff like that. So that was the first project that I, that I worked on.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So I assume, so you're in Cincinnati now working for, for Procter & Gamble. Is that where you decided to, to start investing at first?
1: Actually, it it took about four years because graduating from, from Tuskegee, I had a, a military requirement. Um, I was on scholarship, two, a two-year Air Force ROTC scholarship, so I had a commitment afterward. So I went to Clark Gamble for about nine months, and they, they realized that, okay, he has a commitment, we still want you, okay? So I was there for
2: about nine months, I... Took the project from from the beginning to
1: to the end, and so after I left Park and Gamble in February of '78, I went to the Air Force and I went to flight training. I was designated to to be a pilot. Well, I had I had the requirements to be a pilot or a navigator. Mm-hmm. So of course I want to be in the front seat, not the back seat. Mm-hmm. So I I went to, to flight school and I was in flight school for about a year. Two jets, the T-37, T-38 trainers about six weeks uh, prior to graduating I screwed up my, my right wrist. Mm. And that was uh, that was a bummer because the the um, the flight program, the undergraduate pilot training is is about a year. And to come about six weeks before pinning on your weight that, that was a little little discouraging. But I because like I said I had an injury with my right wrist. I didn't break it or anything but of course uh, that ended my flying career now you because when you're flying jets, especially in, in formation i mean you are you may be flying around 300 knots yeah and maybe three feet three feet wingtip to wingtip
2: so <laughs> yeah there's very little there very little for error.
1: and if it was my left hand i don't think it would make that much of a difference because your left hand is your throttle Hand um, and your your right hand is stick hand. So, but it was good experience. I, I learned a lot. But from there I went to Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Went back to no, I'm sorry. Went to Dayton and Wright Patterson Air Force Base, where I went to Air Force Institute of Technology. and that's their graduate school for the Air Force. So I, I did go there, completed that program, and was assigned to the F-16 system programs
2: office. Oh, cool. At that time, back in, I guess, 70, 79, 80, time frame, the F-16 was was the, the best in the inventory. Yeah. Um, it was the, late, was the
1: latest and greatest. So I was able to, to work on that aircraft. That was a lot of fun, too. Did a lot of work with General Dynamics. I was back and forth from Lake patterson to, to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it was it was great. Had a great experience.
0: Oh, very cool, very cool. So, at what point did you did you start your career in real estate investing?
1: Okay. I got out of the military in, in February of '82, mm-hmm. and, and and once I got out, I went back to work for Prox and Gamble. And the first check that I received, you know, that was a bummer. and, <laughs> and because uh, it, it, I only got half. Of the money that was that I was supposed to get, uh-huh. right? And I said, "Oh goodness!" I said, "I said, oh, we gotta, we gotta do something about this." So I said, "Well, what can I do?" So then I started brainstorming, and and I said, "Well," and I saw this this commercial. And back
2: then they were doing a lot of commercials mm-hmm. and stuff on on TV, and they were talking about real estate. And I said, "That's it! I'll do real estate." Mm-hmm. That's great! I I will do that.
1: So I went to one of the the weekend courses paid four hundred and ninety nine dollars,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and by the time I got got out of that when we left that Sunday, went from Friday to Sunday, and the instructor said, "Well, you know, a lot of you, I'm gonna do nothing with this information, and you know, and people come and they they don't do anything with it." So I had made up in my mind that, oh, I'm definitely gonna do something with it. I I've spent four hundred and ninety nine dollars, Yeah, so I gotta make that. Make that work and get that money back some kind of way. Uh, even though back then I was single and everything, so $4.99 wasn't a big deal to, to me. But <clears throat> but that's how I got into got into real estate because I wanted to offset the, the amount of money that that the government was taking out of my check.
0: Mm-hmm. And how how did you start it? I, did you have the money to be able to you know make the down payments or were you doing owner financing or what was your what was your launch? How did you start?
2: Well, well
1: the, the nice thing about being being a veteran is, is 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 you can you can you can get a loan with no money down. You don't have to pay anything down. At least back then that's what it was. And so when I got out of the military I said, well, okay well, after I decided that that I was going to, to get into real estate, I said, okay. So then I went to the VA and and I said, well, what what, what kind of properties can I buy? And they said, well, you can buy up to a 4 family.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I said, oh, okay. Uh, they said, but you have to live in it for at least a year. I said, well, okay, that's no problem. So we went out looking for real estate and got, got some from realtors that were looking for me also. And we finally came across the four family. And and it was interesting because the four family there were actually two four family buildings and it was a driveway it was an easement for the two. So this one particular lady owned both of the four family units. Mm-hmm. And I and I said, Well and I looked at both of them I said, Well wow, I wanna buy both of them. And but the the government said, Well no, you can the maximum you can you can do is a four family and so that's how I bought the four family, went and bought the four family. I lived in one of the units and, and had the, the three tenants, the other tenants, and they were able to, to, to pay the mortgage. The rents that I collected from them, they paid the mortgage. And, and I, I really, that's what launched me into real estate.
0: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And did you, did you continue along the lines buying more, more multifamily, or did you make a transition at some point to anything else?
1: Well, at one time, I started buying, like I said, a first or four-family, and then I started buying single-family, and then I started buying four-family. So it was a combination initially. At one time, I had four four four-family buildings, and I had, uh, of course, some single-families also. I also had some Mm two-families. So I got... Real, real interested, and 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 going back to that the first check that I received, and I determined at that point in time, at that point in time, is that I wanted to to get to get down to zero percent tax bracket. Mm-hmm. And The goal that I set for myself, at, I
2: think it was two or three years, I don't remember exactly. But then I aggressively started
1: investing in real estate. And by six months, I was at a 0% tax bracket. Wow. I was really out there. I was doing it. The other thing about it is I was having fun mm-hmm. and, and doing it. So that, that knocked that my worries about that, that check.
2: Pretty quick, yeah, six months versus the, the two years. I wanted. yeah,
0: that's uh, fantastic. But, but everything worked out well. I for about eight
1: years I stayed in, in one of the units in the four family and I just continued to, to invest in other problems
0: mm-hmm. and all in the Cincinnati area.
1: Yes, yeah, oh, except one Now I bought a, a four family in Dayton in the
2: Dayton area. Dayton is about 50 miles from Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and that was an experiment, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if,
1: you know, if this would work, you know, it's 50 miles, it's going to work well or whatever. So, and I found out then that no, this isn't going to work. It worked okay, but not as I wanted it to
2: work Mm -hmm. going back and forth. So like I said, that was an experiment. And, but I, I did, I sold the property in about three years and of course made a profit
1: off it and just started investing primarily
0: in the Cincinnati area. Got it. Got it. So, are you are you still investing in the Cincinnati area, or what are you doing today? No, actually, I'm trying to liquidate everything in Cincinnati because I've moved to the Atlanta,
1: Georgia area. And when I and and I I got up to as many as owning 48 properties Mm -hmm. in the Cincinnati area, and I, I we just started liquidating, and now we are we are down to six property so so over a period of years we have liquidated just about everything down to six. that's great uh, but so I'm, I'm still in real estate because eventually I'll, I'll get rid of the six also
0: yep yeah uh, yep.
1: but there was a there was a combination of four families two families and single family then towards the end I went primarily I'm single family
0: I love it I love it all right so are you actively looking in the Atlanta market now or are you done investing for a while do you think?
1: I think for a while I'm done. I'm not actively looking, but I'm looking at, at the areas mm-hmm. and, and what have you. So once I liquidate everything in Cincinnati, then I may. Certainly I won't get buy as many that I had in Cincinnati. But one thing I've learned in life is, and this is what I tell a lot of people, I talk to a lot of different people and a lot of different investors, and one thing I tell them in life is never say never. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm finished with it, and
0: then you'll oh, get the bug. Exactly. Yeah, you'll get the bug again, and then then you don't right. buy it again. Yeah, I,
1: Then I'll be off and running again.
0: I know, I know the feeling. I know the feeling. So, what would you say is your one of the the best learnings that you've taken away from investing in real estate? Is it, do you have anything that comes to mind that really stands out?
1: Well, I, I think one of the things that I've, I've learned in is to think out of the box, mm-hmm. and in, in doing that, and investing in real estate is a con- continuous process. I mean, you you're learning, you're learning, you're learning, you're learning. You, you make adjustments along the way, and, and you keep moving. But I, I think the, the biggest thing I've learned is just think out of the box. Back then, I was buying properties uh,
2: no money down. Mm-hmm. I don't think she can do that today (laughs) but but, and and, and you you have to
1: be very strategic and, and, and the things that you do One one thing I, another thing I learned is, is you, you, you want to definitely, you know, you want to develop relationships. I think that's the, if, if, if you do nothing else, develop relationships, mm-hmm. definitely lenders. We got to talk to lenders, whether they're buying credit unions or savings and loans or whatever, Yeah, you, know, you, you got banks, you got contractors, you, you may need them if you can't do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. Get a great CPA, house inspectors. You may need when you're buying. So, so you're just trying to make a lot of building relationships, and that that definitely helped me along the way. Because still, even though I'm in Atlanta now, I can call call my plumber. There's an issue with the other properties I got there now, and and I'm not concerned whether it's going to be done. It's going to be done, and it's going. Then he'll send me a bill, and I'll pay. Him. Yeah. So, so, those type of relationships come, come in handy. What I learned is, is when you when you're building and developing those relationships, then it, it, it's almost like they are on my payroll, but they are not. I mean, they are the services and the response I get is as if they're on my payroll, but they are actually not. Mm-hmm. But when you're building that type of relationship, it's great.
0: Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So, Eddie, if anybody wanted to reach out to you and, and learn more or maybe get some advice from you, what would you say is the best way to get in touch with you?
1: My phone number is 513-295-9002. And I have, um, of course, I'm in link, on LinkedIn, and my email address is edfyall
2: at gmail.com so those, those are some some ways that that they can reach me and if they are, if if they want to talk about real estate um, i'll talk about real estate all day
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is it is amazing how much fun it is chatting with it or about yeah. it isn't it yeah and also in the process now of um writing a book so oh. what's your book about yeah it's gonna be from Basically, what
1: what what we have done so far, from from the very beginning until and, until till the end, and, and going from where I started, why I started, the other things that you, you you should do, here's how to how you buy a house, this is how you screen a tenant, this is this this
0: mm-hmm. so, so
1: it's from agency. Oh, love it. Um, and, and 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 I'm 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 working on that book now. I have a lot of the, the material on, on tape, and now I'm transitioning it on on paper. And then I'll add some more stuff or delete some stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's coming along. It that's really great, really well.
0: So the entrepreneur yeah. spirit's uh, it's still alive and well in you, huh? It's still still creating more stuff. That's fantastic.
1: Oh yeah, once once it's in your blood, um, yeah, it's in your blood.
0: <laughs> that's that's very very true. Uh, Eddie, this yeah. has been fantastic. When you launch your your book or your program, or whatever it ends up looking like, reach out to us. Certainly, would love to be able to, to you know, have you back on again. We can, you know, talk about that new program and hopefully we yeah. can help help drive some sales there for you. So, no, this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. and if anyone's interested,
2: I have a nice two-family in <laughs> Cincinnati that I'm looking
1: to sell. Actually, my daughter owns it, of course. Especially yeah since she's in, in Dallas,
0: Texas. Ah, uh, she doesn't live there either, <laughs> But but yeah, so very cool. You know. Very cool. Letty, this is fantastic. I certainly appreciate you being on the show and I'm sure we'll be in touch soon.
1: Hey, it sounds great. I appreciate the opportunity. As I said, I love real estate, I love talking about it. So hopefully folks that are interested are just starting out or whatever would give me a call one way or another and we can talk. One one thing I've learned about people just starting when they sit down with me for about thirty minutes, and and, and they say, "Wow, you know." And after they have spent five thousand mm-hmm. dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. you're getting this knowledge, and most of them say, "Wow, I've learned more about you, more, more from you,
0: in thirty minutes than I did in an entire weekend spending the five thousand mm-hmm. dollars." So. No, love it. Yeah, it's uh it's amazing how when you can connect with people that who have actually gone and done it. That's the problem with a lot of those courses is that they haven't necessarily gone and done it themselves, but getting that knowledge wow. and getting that that experience from someone who has been there and done everything, that's that's where the true gold is. So, excellent. I appreciate it. Thanks Eddie. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening and remember, pass the secret sauce.